0: Welcome back to King Me, the Champion City Kings podcast, and we are through the first week of the season, and we're starting this week with a doubleheader at West Virginia. Not scheduled, but that's how it happened. More on that as we roll along through episode two of the official Champion City Kings podcast. I'm Lee W. Malin, the voice of the Kings, and let's dive right in to week one, so far your champion city kings one and four on the season, zero and two at Carlton Davidson Stadium, and one and two away from Springfield. Opening day's game got rained out. The Paints were leading four nothing, top two with two outs. However, there was a huge, huge rainstorm that rolled through, and we were unable to finish opening day. So now the first home game got pushed back all the way to June 21st. When the paints are back in town, we will complete the first game, a full nine inning slate. And then afterwards, we will have a seven inning game. The scheduled game becomes the back end of the doubleheader and now a seven inning game instead of nine. That's again, June 21st. But we got a little bit of ways to go before we hit that. Your home losses both to Johnstown on Friday the third, falling six to two. The Melrats scored the first six runs, and Champion City got on the board in the bottom of the eighth, getting two runs lowing them up against Andrew Cribs. However, that's all the Kings could score, and fell 1-2-3 in the bottom of the ninth to fall six-to-two. On Monday, we went to extra innings in a four and a half hour game. As the Kings had a four-run lead heading to the top of the ninth, but could not hold on as the Melrats scored six in the last two frames to win it ten to eight. Again, up next will be a doubleheader at West Virginia, and that'll start around five thirty-five Eastern Time. It will be two seven-inning games, and you can watch them on PLTV. Although West Virginia does offer a radio station feed, you can find all this stuff at ProspectLeague.com. The road games so far, well, I mentioned the Kings are one and two. First road game of the year, the Kings went up three to nothing and topped the third. However, could not muster enough offense for a rally as Chilla Coffee scored eight unanswered in two innings to win eight to five. The first road win of the season was at Johnstown, Saturday, June the 4th, and the Bats came out to play. This is what we expected. I mean, this offense can hit this offense can drive in runs and they did so with authority and Cade Cotney picked up his first win as a champion city king. I love one the final score there and the Kings. They had a six one lead after the second inning at Johnstown and the Sunday matinee affair but Johnstown scored four runs in the bottom of the eighth to win five to three. So two games slide for champion city. They're going to take on West Virginia. Miners are one in three and the Kings are one in four. And this will start three straight games against the Miners. West Virginia visits Springfield, Ohio for the first time this upcoming Thursday. That's tomorrow. This day of recording June the 9th. and the pregame show will start at six 20 with yours. Truly on PLTV. So let's look at the stats. Currently, Champion City, fourth best batting average in the league at 280. That is out of 175 at-bats, 49 hits with 24 RBI. They have walked 18 times, struck out 32. So fourth best hitting core In the Prospect League, in case you're wondering who's got the best, it's Chilla Coffee. That team's hitting 300. The Quincy Gems out of the West 298, and Terre Haute is hitting 284. Following Champion City, round up the top ten: O'Fallon 277, Alton 270. By the way, Alton, the only undefeated team left in the Prospect League. Burlington 259, Normal 255, Danville 240, and Illinois Valley. 230 tied with Johnstown. We look at the pitching side for Champion City. Coming into the home game on Monday the 6th, came in with the 4th lowest ERA. Since giving up 10 runs, that has dropped Champion City to the 12th lowest or 5th highest ERA at 5.65. Top ERA is Johnstown. Theirs kind of took a hit. It was about 237 before the home game on the six. And the Mill Rats now tied for first with normal at 3.57. So let's look at the individual results on this Champion City team. We'll start with the batting order first. And right now, like I mentioned, hitting's getting there fourth best in the league this is a champion city team last year that was towards the top for pretty much all of the season I think they finished uh, third after their playoff games so right now your highest average just getting into town Gus Gregory from Strongsville Ohio he went one for two in his first game with one walk score that dude flew around the base pads but right now your longest tenured king, Patrick Foltz, he has played four out of the five games. He's hitting 462 with two doubles and two RBI. Jonas Sutton, he's played in the infield mostly. He's listed as a catcher, but he's been the second baseman for most of the games. He's hitting 375 with a pair of strikeouts, one RBI, and one walk at six of 16. You got Nick Dolan, his bat. His average did droop a little bit. He was hitting 400 before the second Johnstown home game, now hitting 333 with one double and one home run. And increasing his batting average from 071 to now 263, Alex Ryan. To say he had himself a day against Johnstown on Monday, that's really underselling it. 263 batting average, 5 of 19, 5 RBI, and not one, but two home runs. That leads the team. He had them back to back. A two run shot, a three run shot, and that's what helped Champion City tie the game on Monday and then go ahead by four. That would, however, be the last runs that Champion City would score in the 10 8 loss on Monday night. Looking at some other batting average. Jason Smekowski, a 304 average, 7 of 23 with a double and 2 RBI. Trey Carter, yes, he's a pitcher, but if you're new to the Kings, this is a gentleman that will play anywhere you will put him. Last year, he played first and some outfield, as long as pitch. This year, he's played left field on the road, and he's pitched... A couple of times we'll get to his pitching stats he's hitting 286 in seven at-bats James Hevelin 286 as well in 21 at-bats six of 21 with an RBI Ethan Kreisen 273 he picked up an RBI double on Monday now three of 11 Edric Padilla he came into Monday's game hitting 444 however His batting average dipped a bit to 267 now. Alex Ryan, I mentioned, 263. Joel Gardner, 205 at-bats, 1 of 5. Drew Emerson, 1 of 6. Evan Wagner, 1 of 10. And Ben Stewart, 1 of 12. That is a 280 batting average for Champions City, a team that has hit three home runs, eight doubles, no triples yet, 49 hits so far with 24 RBI, 32 total strikeouts, 18 walks, and the opponents are striking out a little bit more, 38, but walking a lot more with 28 so that's your look at the Champion City Kings batting order. The pitching for Champion City, like I mentioned, coming into Monday, the ERA was fourth lowest. I believe it was 286. Now it's slightly elevated. As we now look at the individuals. But first, the team total. This team has an ERA of 565 whereas most of the opponents have a 360 ERA combined. Your lowest ERA, well, there's a few zeros in there. Kyler Archule. he got the start on Monday. He went about four innings. One start, two appearances now, four and a third. He's given up one run. It was not earned. Two hits, he walked five in his two appearances, struck out one. But no ERA. Nathan Gendraskevich, he has appeared in one game, threw two innings, gave up two hits, walked one, struck out three. Cade Cotney, as a starter, he's got the lowest starting ERA at 1.29 in his only start. One win. He went seven strong in the 11-1 Saturday win at Johnstown. Gave up three hits. Gave up one earned run, walked two, struck out five. Very strong work. Got a nice arsenal of pitches as well with Spring Arbor. Uh, Gabe Phipps, his first start, officially not in the books, but his second start, really, really well done. He went five innings. He did not get the win nor decision. Remember, the Kings went up three to one after he left, but threw really well. Five innings, One earned run, three hits, walked one, struck out six. In the season opener, he gave up four earned runs and one and two thirds. Again, that will be the 21st that will resume that game. Trey Carter, a 491 ERA, along with Noah Penny. Both gentlemen throwing three and two thirds. For Trey Carter, two appearances out of the pen. He gave up. Two solo home runs on Monday on four hits. Walked one, struck out three. Noah Penny in two appearances out of the pen. Two earned runs, three hits. He walked three, hasn't struck out anyone yet. And he allowed one home run. Drew Lang, 540 ERA in his first start. He took the loss. Connor Lockwood also took the loss. He went about four innings. He went three and a third actually, three earned runs, five total runs. That was the first row game at Chiilla Coffee. His ERA stands at 8:10, and he should begin to start real soon this week. Jake Wolf, a 10-13 ERA with Tyler Weinkoop. Both guys threw on Monday, and Wolf took the loss, his first on the year. Two appearances, both throwing two and two thirds, and both giving up three earned runs. While Wolf gave up two hits, Weinkoop did not give up a hit. Weinkoop, four walks in the year, six strikeouts, had four in a row on Monday, and Jake Wolf walked two, struck out two. Charlie Schaefer, two appearances out of the pin, a 16 20 ERA. He has walked one, struck out one, and one and two-thirds. Gabe Carter, one appearance, one inning. He has an ERA of 18 with two earned runs given up. And Aaron Miller, two appearances. His first one at home, I believe that was that Friday night game. Through the Heat struck out three. He has struck out three, walked three in his two appearances with one inning in, and an ERA of 36. So that's your total staff for Champion City breaking down the stats and a 1-4 start so far. For those that might be worried, don't. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And like I said, I like what I see out of this Champion City squad and Gavin Murphy, the manager, who I get to interview for every pregame show. Which, if you don't have a Prospect League TV pass, now's the time to get one because you do save money in the end. He really likes the team he built, and I do too. But what he mentioned about the pitching core on Monday is the fact that now he doesn't see an arm that he can't depend on. Yeah, I mean, the numbers I gave you might scream a little rough, but at the same time, it's season opener. It's the first week. They're going to settle down. And honestly, Aaron Miller... That dude throws heat. I wish we had the radar gun active, but man, it it's probably the fastest pitcher I've seen in terms of velocity. Noah Penny, his first appearance on Friday, he got the first two outs of his two innings quickly. It's just getting that third out that stalled him and he allowed a run that night. I mean, what I've seen, no, this team is very capable and a 1-4 start doesn't... Detract anything they've done so far, it shouldn't turn off your interest in this team. It should just make you realize that, hey, once this team gets around that corner and starts picking up wins, it's a serious contender for another playoff spot. And that would be the second in team's history since moving from Slippery Rock to Rock. Pennsylvania. So what's on tap next for champion city? Well, I'm glad you asked as champion city will be back home for four straight starting tomorrow. And I mentioned West Virginia will be in town on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We'll get our first look at the Walbush river division, Lafayette aviators. They're the team that won the Eastern conference final last year against champion city, 15 to five in eight innings. I believe might be seven, but Lafayette played for the Prospect League Championship, came up short to the Cape Catfish in a best-of-three series. So we'll get our first look at the Aviators so far this year. That'll be Friday and Saturday nights, and then Sunday afternoon, West Virginia back in, an off-day Monday, which should be the day that we do episode three of this podcast, hopefully our first guest of the year, and then home for two against Johnstown, Tuesday, Wednesday night, 6:35, and then on the road for 4, at Chillicothe, at Lafayette, at Terre Haute, and then at Chillicothe and then back home on the 21st. So this week, four home games if you're in the Springfield area, it's a cheap ticket, come on out. You can get your tickets at the Kings office on 100 West North Street in downtown Springfield or you can get them one hour before the gates open at Carlton Davidson stadium on Mitchell Boulevard. Or if you can't make it to Springfield, Ohio, there is prospect league TV. And there's me waiting to talk to you about the champion city Kings it's $95 for a season pass. And that gives you all home and away games for champion city. It's seven 99 per game. If you just want to do the individual thing, which is fine. Or if you want every single game, the prospect league offers, there's 135 league pass, which I don't know how many the league sells of that. I love to know the numbers on that. I'm sure there's gotta be, you know, fans or scouts or something like that, but Yeah, those are your options, and we start our pregame about 15 minutes before first pitch, and what we do in the pregame, we talk about the opponent, Champion City, of course, and we have the interview with Gavin Murphy or one of the assistant coaches, John Earhart or Mark Lucas, and... We'll take you right to first pitch. Hopefully you'll join me as, again, four home games this week in beautiful Springfield, Ohio. And that will pretty much wrap up. Actually, no, no, it won't. On June the 10th, that is the Friday night game. That will be our first fireworks night, and it's Dolly Parton Imagination Library Night. We'll have books for kids five and younger. Uh, we'll have a look-alike contest. Yes, a Dolly Parton look-alike contest. Can't wait to see that. And also post-game fireworks, our first of two on the year. So if you like fireworks, you like baseball, and you love Dolly Parton, that's the home game to come out to. Although, really, all the home games are the ones you should be coming out to. If you can, if not, there's PLTV and I'll have the call for you each and every home game this year. So that will do it for this week's edition of King me, the champion city Kings podcast. And it's great to talk to you all again next week. We're hoping to have the first guest of the podcast and we'll recap what's happening with the team week two and so much more. Again, tell your friends this podcast now available on championcitykings.com in the multimedia tab. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everything like that. That will do it. This is the voice of the Kings, Lee W. Mound signing off. And we'll talk to you again real soon on King Me, the Champion City Kings podcast.